everyone. Welcome to Home From Home, a podcast where we answer your questions with our experiences and questionable advice. We're just two guys who like guys but love God. This is a safe place for real conversation. We'll talk about the highs and lows of life as a disciple with added baggage. Can we help you with that? Welcome to your Home From Home. In this episode, we discuss our thoughts on being married despite same-sex attraction, our own relational aspirations, and tips for dating someone who is attracted to the same gender. Stick around and welcome to your home from home. Yes, we are live. We are here. We are. How are you doing? I'm doing so well. It is still warm in California, but other than that, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I saw about the like wildfires in California. They're pretty big. Yeah, we have. There were fire tornadoes in Northern Cali the other day. Um, last what does week. that even look like? It's a tornado on fire. That's crazy. That's. Do you think that's the same thing as what they did in you know with Moses and the pillar of fire? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It could be. Maybe next time you see a fire tornado, you should follow it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. It would lead you to the promised land. But yeah, no, but anyway, but it is really serious. It looks awful. Yeah, yeah. And people are saying that global warming isn't a thing, but you know. Yeah. And you went away this weekend, right? I was in San Antonio, Texas. A lovely city, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's fun. <laughs> it's also hot. It's it's like California hot, but then it's more humid. So then you like feel it more. Okay. So just not as good. So you still maintain California is the best place to be. Yes, at least in the western part of the United States, because I also quite like New York, Chicago, those places. But in terms of weather, I feel like there's no competition to California. And there you have it. And and you, what are you? What have you been up to this weekend? Um, what have I been doing? I've been eating a lot. I've been resting a bit. I've started going on prayer drives. Prayer drive. I don't know drive. if that's normal. It's like a prayer walk, but I just drive. Nice. For some reason, I think I can concentrate a bit more on praying when I'm driving. Because I do like a good... You know when you have a good conversation with a friend in the car? Yep. It's like that, but with God. And also, you can speak very loudly to God, and the public don't, you know... Think they're not you're like, crazy. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. I quite enjoyed that. I just drove in a random direction for an hour. Yeah. Um, so that was good. And I've been watching a lot of The Office. Funny. US. The US or the U- I was just about to ask. The US or the UK? It is US. It is US, to my shame. I've heard the US one is just a lot less grating than the UK one. Mm. Like, the UK one's just a bit too cringy. Like, a bit too painful. The US one is quite cringy, too. It's true. Yeah. So I can imagine the UK ones, like, I don't know what it'd be like if it's that much worse. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like British comedy tends to be a lot drier Yeah. than US comedy, but the, you, uh, the office is quite dry comedy too, dry humor, which I'm not the hugest fan of, but... Oh, really? I'm not. I'm uh, not. I actually don't really watch The Office like that. I watch it with people if people want to watch it, but I don't go out of my way to watch it. Okay, yeah, it's true. I feel like when people are Office fans, they really like, I don't know, maybe this is another pet peeve, is when people show you clips of things. 
you know really <laughs> like clips of comedy shows and stuff i'm like i just wasn't in the mood to like be here but now suddenly i've got this iphone being shown to me like with the clip it can be quite it can be hard for me because i'm like i really want to laugh for you as well but i don't know i find it hard to yeah yeah i see that what's your favorite kind of comedy then you know i like dark humor i do a lot of dark humor or yeah some of the stuff that i listen to maybe some people shouldn't but i like dark humor i do enjoy some slapstick stuff too so i grew up watching like the three stooges do you know you ever seen the three stooges yeah, I've heard of it. I've never really dabbled much into Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah. So I'll watch that. Or um, I watch a lot of, I used to watch a lot of stand up. So I would watch, like, trying to think of people that you would know. I actually watched Joe Lysett, if you know who Joe Lysett is. I do know Joe Lysett. He's been doing recently, like, I think he, like, debunks things. Yeah. Or, like, he, what's it? He calls people out or something. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm like businesses yeah it's quite a weird comedic plan but maybe it works yeah yeah so should we go on with our first question yeah let's go in today listeners i hope you're feeling romantic because we have put together three of our most romantic questions about love so prepare to be grossed out or love it it's up to you (laughs) yeah if you want just you know set the scene play some i don't know whatever music you find romantic (laughs) yeah (laughs) there you go some kenny g or you know some uh taylor swift if that's your vibe i don't know yeah get in the mood get in the mood all right so now we've got our candles lit do you want to ask the first question yes okay question number one it says how do you explain your stance on marriage to be with someone of the opposite gender even though you're ssa nice yeah how romantic thanks for asking yeah (laughs) um yeah okay so our stance on marriage what is our stance on marriage um i guess it depends who you're with or what kind of if they like marriage or not but i'm probably i'm assuming what is our stance kind of i don't know theologically aspirationally especially in regards to things like with our ministry and strength and weakness and stuff like that yeah i mean so the idea is like with marriage is that those who are same-sex attracted could still be married to someone maybe Mm. of the opposite gender if they wanted to if they chose and the attraction doesn't need to be a defining factor in their relationship so that's kind of the general idea is that we are more than our attractions our attraction to each other is more than physical or maybe even more than just like a general emotional attraction it can be deeper than that um so yeah if they want to get married go for it if they don't like that's fine too but um yeah maybe that's our stance i don't know what you think yeah i think marriage is great if that's what you want to pursue um i think the question is more like even though you're ssa how do you explain your stance on marriage well according to the bible right it's marriage is between one man and one woman we know that um i think marriage is great if that's what you choose to do i think um you know, it's important if that's what you do. And the Bible says, you know, if you can't control your lust, then it's good for you to marry. Uh, it also says it's better for you to not marry. So if you don't want to marry, you don't necessarily have to. Um, but marriage isn't good or bad. I think it just depends on you and if it honors God or not. Um, but I think, you know, 
yeah, I can see people's stance on it of being like, oh, well, you're SSA, so wouldn't you much rather be married to a man? Well, sure, you know, our our, our natural inclinations might be to marry a man. Uh, but I think, you know, like Topher was saying, marriage is more than just attraction and uh, there's multiple factors. And if you're just marrying someone because you think they're really hot, then maybe you shouldn't get married because that could fade. It will fade. <laughs> you know, and a marriage really has to, uh, you know, be deeper than just physical attraction. Yeah, completely. And I think some the reason I think people ask this question especially is there's this air of something it doesn't sit quite right with us, this idea of someone who's kind of, I don't know, gay or lesbian or something, being in, being in a heteronormative relationship because it seems inauthentic and that really doesn't sit well with our, like, kind of... Our generation. Thinking, especially yeah. with our generation. <laughs> I would say that I think it can be authentic. You know, what is the... What is the phrase that goes around a lot is that like love is love and I think we can very quickly say okay like and I agree like a love between like the same gender or different genders they're both love and that's fine and I agree with that point but I think then if we start putting people in boxes and forcing them to love people in a certain way then that's um that's harder so people can have the choice if you want to be in the relationship with the same gender and you kind of um, don't subscribe to the Christian way of living, then that's great. Like, go for it. And if you do want to be um, in a relationship with someone of a different gender and you are trying to kind of, I don't know, glorify God with that relationship, then fine, that's your choice too. Like, um, you know, I think if it's if it's the person's choice and if it's their will and it's only their will that makes them want to be in that relationship, then surely it is authentic, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, you have to look at the biblical view of marriage, too. And I remember um, someone speaking about this at a singles conference once. It's like marriage isn't just about like companionship and romanticism, although that's a big part of it. Um, if you look at the Bible stance on marriage, it's helping the other person get to heaven. Um, so there's there's so much more than just romanticism or like attraction it's a relationship it's love it's uh how can i serve this person and i really do think love is a choice not saying that you necessarily choose who you're attracted to because i don't think you can do that but love is a choice in the sense that like love is more of an action than it is a feeling so i can choose to love someone every day even though it's hard you know for example like my parents sometimes they're hard to love or my roommates or even Topher. Sometimes Topher could be hard to love. I can I be hard, hard to, to love, love, but I can choose. Well, sometimes you are. Yeah, yeah. So, but we can choose every day to love people and to serve them, regardless whether or not it's easy or not. So, it's, you bring up great point because I think it's an even more mature kind of love is the love that the Bible calls after, mm -hmm. which is like a consensual love that is not based on feelings and instincts, but based on decisions and a knowledge of truth. Mm. And um, and that kind of love, I think, could even be strong enough for a marriage between someone who is SSA and someone else. Yeah, yeah. And that's not just saying someone who's SSA might also be attracted to the opposite sex, too. Just because they have yeah. same-sex attraction doesn't mean that they're not attracted to the other people of the opposite sex. Like, for me, I'm same-sex attracted, but I'm also attracted to women, too. So, yeah. 
I think it's, it's a spe- it, like it's a people spectrum. always say, it's a spectrum. Yeah, it's a spectrum, <laughs> just like a lot of things in life. Some people are red, some people are blue. I'm purple. Exactly. And there we have that. Should we move on to the next question, which is based on this question, but maybe a bit more personal to us? All right, let's do it. Okay, it says, hey guys, love your podcast. Thank you. Um, well, yeah, thanks. Uh, wanted to know, do you want to get married? What are some of your fears about being SSA in a heterosexual marriage? Hmm. And what are your dreams for your future relationship? Oh, that one's more romantic, I think. Yeah, that is romantic. Aww. Okay, well, makes me feel all good inside. Well, what do you think, Thomas? I don't actually know. Do you want to get married? You know, I go kind of back and forth with it. Um, yeah, I think when I when I go deep down and I think about it, I think I always wanted to be married, just like I always wanted to be a father. Since I was about five years old, I knew I wanted to be a dad. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. love little Thomases. Yes. yes. Be, uh, can I be an uncle? You can be Uncle Topher. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, when I'm tired of dealing with it, go visit your uncle in, in the UK. I'll fly him over. I'd hope I'd be a fun uncle. A funkle? <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a fungal infection. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So now I know that you don't necessarily have to be married to have children. But, you know, I think I like the idea of spending my life with somebody uh, for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I think, you know, I do ultimately want to get married. Maybe not right now. I think I'm still figuring myself out and and that. And there was a point in time where I was like, no, like, I don't want to get married. Like, girls are gross. I don't know. Like, Mm. some bitterness. So I'm, I'm kind of working through it. Where I stand right now, yeah, I think eventually I'm going to want to get married. I'm going to want to have kids fears of the marriage well actually no like what about you do you want to get married and then we can kind of go to the next part of the question oh okay yeah yeah yeah. um yes i think i do i don't know if there's been a big part of time where i was like i don't want to get married i have always seen it as like i'm such a romantic but I don't know if I'm romantic because I'm romantic or because of all the movies I watch and there you go. <laughs> society that like Are you a rom-com has ingrained person? into me romance. I love a rom com, but go. I love just like a um yeah, I love I love a romance. So I've always seen it as like, yeah, I get it. I'm like, life's not about making money, life's not about being successful, life's about falling in love. Mm. <laughs> so um i think for me that was always something even with my relationship with god that i had to learn to like pull the reins in you know yeah because yeah. a relationship is not the answer to all my problems and won't fill the humongous void within me yeah, yeah. um but i could sometimes make it like it will so yeah like marriage does really like appeal to me but also i'm terribly afraid of having an awful marriage yeah because they don't always go very well, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I can be afraid of that too. I think I'm afraid of like the marriage failing. Um, I think my worst fear of of being married actually is that, you know, obviously doing this podcast, doing stuff for strength and weakness, doing all these different things. I'm pretty public about uh the SSA part of my life and I fear or I worry about how 
my future wife would feel about that, of whether or not that would make her feel insecure about like, oh, am I enough for Thomas? You know, does Thomas find me sexually attractive? You know, does Thomas love me? You know, and I think even into the prospect of even before getting to marriage is dating, being like, wow, like, will people be attracted to me after they know that I'm same sex attracted? Or does that like ruin the possibilities of that? So I think that's part of the reason why for a while I was like, no, no marriage, because I didn't want to go through the rejection or the pain of that. But I think being part of strength and weakness and talking to other people, I have a lot of examples in my life who are same-sex attracted and are married and have very happy, successful relationships. So I don't think it has to be that way. But that was a big, big fear of mine. Yeah, thanks for sharing, because I I think that's something that's really that's really rife. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners who are same-sex attracted feel this way is like, and feel this way about the thoughts of being in a relationship like that is like this fear of insecurity, like will I be enough? Will I love them enough? Will I think for men, we can sometimes think like, am I going to be, I don't know, quote unquote, like strong enough or Mm. like, or man enough or whatever that means for the relationship. And so we come with all this baggage and insecurities, even before we've started a relationship or whatever. Yeah. And so that's, that is really difficult. And that's something I experienced a lot. So I was in a dating relationship this past year and we're not together now, but, um, but I definitely like, I'm so grateful for the relationship and what we experienced together. And she's definitely like one of my closest friends. And, um, and yeah, and during the, during the relationship, there was this, like, like you mentioned, there was this insecurity on my part. Am I enough? Am I able to love her enough be there for her enough desire her enough desire to be with her enough and on the same part there was like insecurities on her part does he want to be with me does he want to spend time with me and obviously there was those things as well like something that was tricky was i have a lot of friendships as well um with other like with other girls and we've talked about this in previous episodes and um And there was that insecurity as well, because when you're in a relationship, it is kind of your responsibility as well. Like this, this girl becomes your favorite person Mm. and your special person. And so then it's kind of tricky navigating that dynamics with my other than female friendships. And that was difficult for her and for me. And so there were, there were, there were challenges. And so I think that made me more cautious as well for the future. And if I want to be in a relationship in the future right now, I'm very fine um i think <laughs> um but like in the future like how how do i deal with those things and yeah. so i think some of my fears about being in a relationship can be i have regrets with my previous relationship that i think it became mm. like my attractions became a big part of the relationship and a big part of the spiritual relationship in terms mm. of how we needed to approach things and talk about things and stuff like that which was helpful because I was like, oh, like there was all this transparency and it felt great to have that transparency about these really difficult things. And that is only enabled in the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it was difficult because it felt very defining and quite constraining sometimes. Yeah. Can I hug her and feel great about being with her without that being a victory of attraction or like, Mm. or something to be noted or whatever? I don't know. Like, yeah. There was that additional pressure, which often no one ever needs to think about. Like, 
your attractions and your feelings are just warm, fuzzy feelings as opposed to be things to be dissected and discussed. And I don't know. I found that all quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. What are your hopes? So let's see. Hopes for me. Um, yeah, I think the main thing is, sounds really cheesy, but I think the hope for me was that I would fall more in love with that person every day. I think that's the hope. I think I hope Aww. that I know. I know I'm a romantic person. I can be. <laughs> um, you know, I hope for our marriage to really honor God and to be an example for other married couples. But yeah, like I think hopeful is like I just hope that, you know, my wife becomes like my best friend, my partner, my kind of my main person. So like, I think you have to be an individual and have your own friends and your own life. But I also think that, you know, that should be the one person, you know, that you go to for a lot of things. So, yeah, I think that's kind of the hope. I hope for a good marriage that honors God and, you know, to have good, good and healthy kids and to fall more and more in love with them. So anyways. Oh, I love that. <laughs> My heart feels warm and fuzzy. There you go. Yeah, no, similarly, I think I definitely, I think for a future relationship, for a future marriage, like I just kind of, yeah, I hope for just to have a lot of fun together, that life is enjoyable together. Um, I hope to be at a place where, you know, I would desire her like more than mm. anyone else. Yeah. And what that desire looks like, I don't know exactly, but just that she is the one and the one for me, I think, is something I'm excited about. Mm. Um, You're the one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's the main hope for it. But at the same time, like, I want it to be something that's amazing and special and really meaningful, but not my everything. Like, God is mm. still the center. And, yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what that would look like, because I could feel like I'm either... God's at the center, but... I'm not really in it as much as I could be, or I'm not, I haven't fallen in that way, or I can be like crazy. I've experienced in the past, like just crazy intense feelings towards someone. Yeah. And then God's really pushed right out the picture. So it's like one or the other. And I want to be able to be in yeah. the middle with both. You, you know? don't want to be crazy uh, in love like Beyonce. Uh, I want to be in crazy in love with her and with God at the same time. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been swooning for too long. We need to move on to the last question. <laughs> Sounds good. Last question. It says, how can you support someone you are in a relationship knowing that they are SSA? What would you suggest we do to create a safe environment to talk about these things? Nice. Great. Thank you for this question. Yes. Um, I really appreciate you wanting to be there for your partner. I'm assuming probably this is a dating relationship mm -hmm. or... Um, and you ask about like what would you suggest to create a safe environment to have those discussions yeah yeah exactly and and i think that's that's a good question because i think this touches on what i was just sharing about before in the previous question is there is a balance to be had you want transparency and openness probably but you don't want to become defined by those conversations or yeah. i would guess maybe my first bit of advice is just 
leave your curiosities like at the door. There'll be lots of things that you'll want to know just for the sake of knowing or certain things about like attractions and stuff that you feel like you want to know. Mm. But I think honestly, probably there's some discretion that should be had in some conversations just to be left alone for a moment to let them have their space and to not be defined by those. So I think learn quickly when to not ask and to just let them kind of bring things up first i think could be a good thing yeah i don't know you have some thoughts yeah i think it's similar like i don't think you would want your entire relationship to be defined by you know your partner being uh attracted to the same gender i think and the main thing is when they tell you that whenever they decide to disclose that to you i think it's important to listen um, you know, just listen to them, ask certain questions, but listen first and then just say, Hey, I'm here for you. You know, if you ever need to talk about mm. it, you know, whatever you need to support, you know, I'm here for you. And then I would even ask them, like, how can I support you? You know, what do you need? What can I do? And allow that person to tell you what they need, allow that person to bring you into that conversation and then do those things and then don't bring it up unless they talk about it. You know, and I think the main thing is allowing that person to talk about it. And if they feel whatever they feel comfortable sharing with you, whatever they feel like is important to share with you, I think it's good. I wouldn't pry too much to get too much information because I don't know, I guess it really depends on who the person is and where they're at with it. Like for me, if if I was dating, I would let my girlfriend ask me anything because I'm at the point where I'm really open about it. I can you know answer just about any question or i can talk about it even with my some of my best friends who are girls i'll talk about a lot of different things um but you know other people may not be at that point you know they might still be figuring it out or they might still be exploring so i think just be a safe person and allow them to know that you're there for them when when they need you uh but don't push and pry and i think just create this space of like open dialogue okay when you're ready to talk about it we need to talk about it i'm here i'm going to support you and ask the proper questions and then otherwise i wouldn't you know obsess over it yes exactly yeah the thing is is you've got to be careful with what kind of questions you ask mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i think sometimes with this you'll ask questions that you actually don't really want the answer yeah to. yeah especially with like things to do with attraction and that kind of stuff i don't think really ever that stuff should be explicit in a relationship like attraction should be expressed through encouragement expressed through physical affirmation um like through being together as opposed to like you never say to your partner like i am attracted to you or yeah like that's a little weird isn't it it is weird, but sometimes we feel like that's how it needs to be, and especially in this kind of context. But I don't think it should, you know. Yeah. Um, enjoy the subtleties of life with that. I think it's important for you to support them, like really just be real about how their attractions can affect you. Mm. And because yeah. for you to be able to support them, then you need to be in a great place yourself. If you're coming out of a place of like insecurity or uncertainty, then they're going to pick up on that. And that's not like, that's kind of, that's actually not really supporting them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's true. So I think that's helpful. And yeah. And I think honestly, like what Thomas was sharing, as long as you have this dialogue about what would be great ways that you could support them, then that's great. I think it's important that you don't never talk about it if they never bring it up because 
sometimes that can be discouraging too when you share yeah. it with someone and then they don't you feel like they've ignored that's an issue <laughs> it's hard it feels like you can never do anything right really <laughs> yeah i think it's just tread cautiously and allow them to lead the conversation and if you feel like it's not talked about and they need to talk about it maybe you know bridge that conversation but also i think if you're coming kind of like what Topher is saying, if you're coming from a place of insecurity or it's hard for you to talk about, I think one of the greatest things that you can do is to get help for yourself to work through that and get mm. outside help from people that you trust. Now that can be a little tricky with confidential con confidentiality issues, but like, you know, let's say you're in a relationship and they're same sex attracted and you're not sure how you feel about that, you know, talk to people with strength and weakness of being like, you know, mm. this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. Um, and kind of have that other person to wrestle through that insecurity with so that when you are having those conversations with your significant other, um, you can do it in a space where you can make space for them because it's not about, you're no longer dealing with your insecurities because that was already dealt mm. with. Does that wow, make sense? that's great advice, Thomas. That made so much sense. I feel like... You are a guru of wisdom. I wouldn't say guru, but... That was great, yeah. I completely agree. And um, good luck with your relationship. That's so exciting. Yes, and yes, it is exciting. Let us know how, you, how it goes, and if it goes really well, invite us to the wedding. There you go. There you go. We'll even officiate it if you want to. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> Together. Yes, there you go. Um, so if you have more questions, if you need more help, feel free to reach out to us at topherandthomas at gmail.com. We've been getting a couple of emails that we've been responding to, which has been so encouraging. Um, oh, have we? I haven't even seen them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been answering some emails. We've been getting some emails that Thomas has been lovely yeah, responding with. Yeah. I'll be doing that soon. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, but yeah, we're here to support you guys if you guys need more help. Uh, Strength and Weakness is also a great resource. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast and supporting us. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Home From Home. If you'd like to hear more from us, subscribe as we'll be answering new questions each week. We'd love to hear your questions. Please submit through the link in the description. Home From Home is sponsored by Strength and Weakness Ministries, a Christian organization that helps to bridge the gap between the Christian community and the LGBTQ community through awareness, education, and support. For more info and resources, go to strengthandweakness.org.